Welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat's mixtapes feed. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here talking about August 1992's music, 30 years ago, month of August. You may be asking yourself, where's July's music? Well, <laughs> July's music, along with the rest of July's podcast, lie in a... Uh, I fell off a cliff. We went on vacation. <laughs> We hosted some visitors, lots of visitors. We got tattoos. We went treasure hunting. And we started uh, the long and arduous process of uh, just taking a mental health break in the times after COVID. Because although this is 30 years after the music we're going to be talking about and the events, um, you know, in the present day, we've all been dealing with a lot of wild shit. So how are you feeling today, Jen? Um, I'm waking up. It's early we decided to do an early morning recording um which i always like doing then because like like by i don't know 8 9 o'clock you feel like you've accomplished something you know true so i'm still drinking coffee and waking up but i'm doing good how are you doing i'm doing good as well again we're doing an early morning recording because we are trying to get back into the groove and uh, maybe start <laughs> some new habits uh, maybe actually release <laughs> some of these yeah, well, you know, it's exciting. But the month of July in 1992, not a lot really happened in terms of, like, music release. Same kind of thing with August. And it appears that this was kind of the strategy for a while, at least in the mid-90s. At least this is how I remember it, too. Where, like, some good movies came out, which we're going to have to... We're going to have a July mega podcast that's probably going to come out at some point in October as, like, a lost <laughs> episode, just when we kind of... Settle down a little. And, uh, I mean, really, the big thing, I would say, with July was probably just movies. I mean, the TV shows were pretty lackluster. The the music was a little lackluster. Musical events was a little lackluster. Because now, now you're really into touring season. You're into... Um, you're not really into new release music. You're out promoting the, the music that already had come out. Lots of people are outside. Not a lot of people are watching TV. So September and October specifically are going to be really big for TV premieres. They're going to be big for you know some more music dropping as we get closer to the holiday season. They're going to be obviously bigger for potpourri type stuff. Not so much big for uh, movies. That's just the traditional schedule that we're finding ourselves in. So right now is really the movie time. And uh, like I said, we're, we're going to be doing July's movie. But next... Is it... Um... Am we going to say what it is? Or do you what? Know what it no, is? no. I mean, I know what July's movie is. I mean, we're going to talk. It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That, that's what no, was on the thing. So that's one of the things that we definitely want to talk about. But I was going to say, this month we're just going to you know, focus on getting get some content out as we get ready for next month, which is going to be a lot bigger. Especially, like I said, with the TV. I mean, there's like a million. We ran down them in June. There's like a million TV shows that are coming out because everything's premiering in September. You know, they're trying to get all your eyes on all the new stuff. Yeah. So, so it's going to be pretty fun. But... What we got here, we're just going to focus on August right now. We'll, we'll get into the July stuff uh, on that July mega podcast, and it's probably going to be like five minutes of music. <laughs> but August, Jen, did you know that the former Beatle, George Harrison, told Billboard magazine that he was born on February 25th, 24th, and not February 25th? Oh, wow. So he has your mom's birthday. Well, he was born on the 24th, not the 25th. That's that's a story. That's oh, but a headline. he said he thought for most of his life that he was born on Correct. February 25th. Oh, imagine. 
imagine if you found out like tomorrow that your birthday is really like October 4th. I mean, I think the only thing that would really matter is like if I found out that my birthday was like September 4th. I'd be like, so how do we miss a whole month? Like, it's, like, a day. I mean, like, I I, I don't know the specifics of the story, but it could have been, like, he was born at 11.52 on one day versus, you know, he always thought it was 12.10. Who the fuck knows? I mean, that's the story that we're talking about. That happened in in the month of August. Um, And I wonder, I don't think, I mean, no, I don't think it does, but it could also change your zodiac sign because, like... Usually they change, change around the twenty third. What are you doing? This is this is this is why we've been unable to record podcasts because you've been too busy with zodiac sign apps. No, I'm just saying they're usually around the twenty second, twenty third of every month. So like, that is a that's a tricky spot to be in. I mean, you could be going from a Pisces to an Aquarius. I don't think he is, but you know, that that would change everything. Oh, thanks, you Jen. Thought about yourself. Thank you so much, Jen. I really I really appreciate the insight there this morning on that. Um, we also had. <laughs> Uh, a drummer by the name of Jeff Procaro. He passed away on August fifth. Do you know who Jeff Procaro was? Um, I don't. He was a seventies, eighties, and early nineties drummer who he was involved a lot with Steely Dan, with Toto, with a bunch of you know rock bands. So, so he died at thirty eight. Oh, yeah. Of a heart attack. I mean, that has to. I mean, I don't want to make assumptions, but yeah. Ugh. So, I mean, it's one of those things. That's He's young. That sucks. You know, we're, we're dealing with, you know, we're dealt with something similar. Like he should still be alive today. That's so young. Yeah. I mean, we just dealt with something similar, obviously, with the passing of Taylor Hawkins now. I mean, you know, a lot of yeah. drummers. And then you realize, wait a minute. How old was he? Like 50? Taylor Hawkins was 50. Still young. But, I mean. you know, when, when you look up Jeff Picaro, hopefully I'm saying that right because I've never actually heard his name. But you're like, oh, he's associated with, like I said, Toto and Steely Dan and the Bee Gees. Like bands you've heard of. Right, right, right. But you wouldn't really know because just drummers never really, unless they're, you know, one of one of three or four, they never really get all of the recognition. So it's kind of wild it's to true. think that they help all these other bands and help all these other people out. Yeah, it's true. So, and they're so important. Um, like, a good drummer is, is so, like, important for a band, you know? And they do just get overlooked. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, we had a big event that I'm going to highlight when we talk about it, because I was telling you a story about that before, and that happened on August 8th. No, oh, happy birthday to Francis Bean Cobain. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> then I'm just going to go right over to August 18th, Francis Bean mm-hmm. Cobain, daughter of Kurt and Courtney, mm-hmm. who is now 30. I remember. Will be 30. I remember that. Like, I remember her being born and being a little baby. Yeah. And now she's... I don't remember her being born because I was too young, but I do remember, like, them talking about her. I remember her being, like, a a year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you if I remember or not. I was 10, so who knows? Who knows what I knew? So I'm going to put a pin in the one music story that I want to get into, which is something I told you about. Go into the couple albums that came out. So um, it looks like the Twin Walk, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. Like, they had some songs, some albums come out from that. No, I listened to that. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. The <laughs> I did. It was, it's... The uh, Flaming Lips. I'll just suggest. Yes. Going to a state where cannabis is legal. Imbibing in some cannabis and listening to Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me soundtrack. Okay. So is this going to be on your, like, end of the year, like, I'm in a state where this is legal type, uh, type evening? Because you can put that on there. Are we going to have that? We could. I mean, you could put that on I know. On I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. I clearly wasn't experiencing that at 10 years old. But uh, <laughs> it is 
It's a wild ride. Um, we Like I said, we also had a uh, Flaming Lips album. That would be their wonderful album, Hit to Death in Future Head. You a fan of the Flaming Lips? Um, it's okay yeah. to say no. No, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, if I heard their music, I'd be like, yes or no. But offhand, I couldn't really... What do they... Now I, now I sound like an idiot on my podcast here. What, what are they What are they saying? Well, let me give you a rundown. Oh, no. I'm going to cut this. I mean, you don't have to cut anything, because I'm not going to lie. I've heard of the Flaming Lips. I'm not, like, necessarily a huge fan. Um, She don't use jelly. Oh. And then... Is that she gay. uses men? Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that song. I know. Like, I actually love the Flaming Lips. <laughs> I know. That's oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Now I'm really upset with myself because I love that. Love that song. Um, Anything weird and offbeat like that, like... Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, there's just, you know, songs on... I, it's not something I've never necessarily... <laughs> No been in on. Like, just thinking about that song is making yeah. me so happy. I know. That's why I'm like, it's Flaming Lips. Like, I've definitely seen them pop up on uh, on my Spotify feed before. I've seen them is that, pop up is that the album that came out? No. The album that came out, I believe, was the next year, which is, ni- yeah, 1993. Okay. That's the album that came out on. Um, but this as, is the one before. As you can tell, we've done... Um, well, Listen, we're trying to get back into this podcasting. It doesn't mean that we're doing... No, you, you know what it is? is we're that, doing little bits no, of, of research. I've looked three times now at, well, you know, a couple of sites that we use. And I just, none of it clicked. And then it clicked. And I'm like, oh, the Flaming Lips. Like, I'm going to tell you another band that I just didn't even think about this song in a second. But we also had Eric Clapton's Unplugged. Yeah. So we've talked about that album before because Tears in Heaven, which we both have heard a lot, which is a really, you know, famous song from that. But didn't we talk about the um, album that he made for uh, that movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not the Unplugged album. No, but that that version of the song, right. I think, was the song that they ended up using. Because again, this is, we're talking 90s, so this isn't like we're recording something and then it pops out the next day. It's like they recorded that a while ago. Um, so that album came out, which is a pretty famous album, uh, pretty famous unplugged. I would say probably one of like the the two or three I could think of off the top of my head. It's like that and Nirvana were like the big ones, and they were really kind of different, right? Mm-hmm. But I do remember, and and that's Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains, yeah. It was on the big one. Do you know you know what album came out? Jim Blossom. Jim Blossoms. Jim Blossom. Jim Blossoms. Oh my god! The <laughs> new miserable experience. The, the Jim Blossoms. The Jim Blossoms. So. <laughs> the reason that album was important, that album comes out, nobody really, like, when it first comes out, nobody really cares about it. But that's the album that has Hey Jealousy um, and found out about you on it. And those things became hits later. They became hits a year later. So really? the album comes so out now. Even, huh. It's on there. And then nothing, like, they come out, it comes out later. So that's actually a really good album. Like, Hey Jealousy, really great song. Yeah. Um, and Found Out About You, also great song. And then they're, like, really 90s. I don't want to say like love Jim Blossoms. Yeah, I don't want to say like teen movie things because they are, but it's also just like '90s that like soft rock. Like it actually is kind of like feel good, like yeah. a little upbeat, like for rock. I don't know because because just... I think the the big thing about '90s, especially early '90s music, that unless you were there, kind of gets lost is like everybody. We all had to go into camps. So you had to go into a camp of what you liked, which is going to go into the last part of what we're going to talk about here, the last event that happened. But 
you have to kind of go into camps when you're talking about music because there's you know there's grunge there's the older rock music that's still around there's this kind of rock music right like, like alternative kind of rock music yeah but, but i think that's what's considered the alternative but there's a difference between green day and soundgarden but, yeah, but green day's pop punk and soundgarden's grunge right but 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 the people that were really into Soundgarden at the time that Soundgarden was really out were probably also into, like, Alice in Chains, also into, like, Nine Inch Nails, also into, like, Nirvana. There was sure. all a group of things together. And I'm not saying you couldn't like all the music, but it's really, like... I mean, I would say I, I did. I liked most of it. You did. But your time and your money, especially in the early 90s, went to, like, certain, you know, funneled to certain kind of locations. So the big event that I was going to talk about that happened, which has been talked about a lot. So on August 8th, there was a Guns N' Roses Metallica tour that was going on. There's a Guns N' Roses and Metallica show. So Metallica, younger, hard, heavy metal band, Guns N' Roses, older from the 80s. Or not older, but from the 80s with the excess lifestyle, with the you know loud music. They're the headliner. They have you know the big you know Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which we referenced at the beginning of the year. This is the tour for that. So the, their opening act is Metallica. And really... The crowds, although they're similar and overlap when you think about it now, like back then it really kind of wasn't. Like if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, it's a little bit different than being a Metallica fan. So, Right, but I would say, yeah, if you're like a diehard fan, sure. If you're a metal fan. But, I mean, it's really similar. I mean, most people I know do like both. I like both. I liked both when I was younger. I mean, well, I don't know. I guess the thing... You know, and, and we've talked about this a lot um, on just in other conversations we have with our movie clubs and different things that we do, is that sometimes we misremember things. So we actually watched a movie, and, and I'll bring this in because I think it's relevant here. We actually watched a movie called Phone Booth, and we just randomly watched it for our movie club a couple days ago and just to kind of talk about it. So when we were all talking about it, we were like, well, it was pretty obvious that the character of Keith or, Kiefer Sutherland must have you know they used him for name recognition because he was so big with 24 and how big 24 was and remembering 24 is a cultural movement except that didn't happen yet wasn't it on like the first season it was like barely the first season and most people didn't really get into the first season of 24 they kind of like they caught it on the tail end because i think that came out in like the summer and then they they kind of like caught it and then they were into like season two and season three so the idea that like we like I'm looking at this movie going, well, this movie is capitalizing on this actor who's in this television role, but the, that role didn't have. So I put it all together with like, I believe it's called the Mandala effect where you just kind of like run things together and you, you create, you basically are creating your own narrative because the reality is that's not how all this worked. Right. Right. Like that's isn't not that how like it the, worked. Um, that's, you were, you're misremembering it. Isn't that like the Bernstein bears and everybody yep. remembers it being, Berenstein Bears, yeah. Or whatever. Everybody remembers it like Bernstein Bears, but it's really Berenstein. Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Bears, yeah, yeah. Berenstein, yeah. Yeah, and, and this was a similar thing, like, just in our own little world where we're all having a conversation and we're just talking about how, well, you know, of course it had to be Keith Sutherland because he was a bigger name actor, so you're not going to have him not do anything. And it's like, right, but he wasn't at the time. He was. Like, he'd been in projects. He'd been in smaller projects. Or he'd been in successful projects that you liked but he was probably more of like at like that kind of like b-ish level but then he was transitioning to tv and when he goes to tv in the way he does with 24 it becomes like a cultural phenomenon but we're remembering right. that version going oh i'm remembering jack bauer right, that's season also five before big stars really 
did TV. Right, like but now, he also wasn't a big star. The thing is, he was a star, and he was in some bigger, was he not? I, I cheesier don't... movies. All right. I, I mean, know. he was in, like, Lost Boys, and he was in, like, Three yeah. Musketeers. And you know was... what? I didn't realize that he was supposed to be a huge dick. I didn't know that. In what, Lost Boys? No, just in life. Huh. That's the rumor that we heard when we were discussing. Uh... Yeah, well, and again, as we got as we got affected by it, um, and thought that we also were watching a guy in the middle of his uh, bag doing 24. I mean, we're just sitting there talking about it. And we spent a good five minutes going off on a tangent, just kind of talking about how he was too big of a star to play this role. And then it's like, actually, he wasn't. And so right. I mentioned that because when you're talking about Metallica and you're like, I know people that liked it. In 1992, like the Black Album wasn't out. Like... A lot of their albums weren't out. Their albums that were out were like... What did the Black Album come out? Like 93? I think it comes out in 94. I'm going to tell you right now their discography. Because like the albums that I'm thinking that I listen to are not these albums. So actually, so basically they were... Let me back up. The Black Album comes out one year earlier. So the Black Album comes out August 12th, 1991. But Load doesn't come out until 96. And Reload comes out in 97. And St. Anger is 2003. So... The albums that came... The Black Album is like their... Their... Like, Lose Your Illusion. Like, their big album. The Black Album is their big album, but it doesn't become their big album until, like, the middle 90s. So, it comes out in 91. They have Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All. And then they have the Black Album. Now, I know with Metallica, they also had... um, And I want to make sure that I get it right. Because I'm trying to um, find the story of one of their... One of their band members dies. Really? Yes, Dave Mustaine. Or I'm sorry, Cliff Burton died in '86. He was like one of their, um, one of their band members. He died in like a tour bus accident. So that's always like the first thing they ever talk about when they talk about the history of Metallica. The yeah. second thing they talk about is what we're going to talk about now. But basically, like the Black Album came out, and most historians and and people when they're talking about music, they're always referenced when the Black Album came out how like it wasn't like the hugest like biggest commercial thing it was like putting them on the map that people heard them then went back and listened to their other stuff their other stuff was a lot heavier so by the time we get into load you know and and reload you know give me fuel give me fire and you know all those songs that started hitting the radio that was in the that was second half of the 90s so then you went back and listened to the black album you know what i mean but like most people didn't necessarily because they were heavy metal they were not just like like hard rock kind of like guns and roses so I reference all of this because James Hetfield, they're in Montreal. They're doing the show. They're I would definitely consider Guns N' Roses metal. No, I, I don't think Guns N' Roses is considered metal. I, I'm having... You're like, I refuse to believe No, that. I do. I actually... They're a hard rock band. Some can call them heavy metal, but they're hard rock. I okay. If you listen to, like, Injustice for All and you take it on anything that Guns N' Roses has... Like, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's just not... It, it, uh, uh, the Metallica has, uh, and Guns N' Roses, it's not the same. Okay. So. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's that's the point, you know? I mean, if that that's what people listened to before. That's what they're going to listen to now, is us having our little <laughs> discussions and tangents. Right. But at the Montreal Olympic Stadium, they're, run, they're having the show on August 8th. So halfway through the show, the Metallica set, Again, the Metallica group of fans. Halfway through the show, Pyrotechnics goes wrong. James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica, like gets his face melted from like a fireball sh- on the stage. Mm. 
So the show stops. Is his face okay now? Does he have like... No, burn? if you look at him now, that's why he has burns on the side of his face. Oh my God. It all came from that show. Well, don't look at him right now. Take your... T- <laughs> Come on, we're in the middle of I'm, a, I'm, a I'm conversation. Talking. Don't I mean, look at him right I, now. I you look to. at it later, you savage. So, <clears throat> needless to say, <laughs> he gets hurt. So, instead of, you know, or this is as the lore goes, you know, Slash, Axel... Guns N' Roses were legendary partiers. Some can say that they, you know... They invented partying? No, they just took... They took the partying to an excess that some can say, like, got... Kind of like... So, Metallica... This event, as well as kind of like the grunge movement. Like, the grunge movement is kind of just against the excess of the 80s hair, glam, hard rock metal. absolutely. I understand that. Right? Like, hard rock bands. Because... It's not as much about the music anymore. It's about, you know, the the show and the presence and everything. And some would say that, you know, Axl Rose is a diva. Like, these are the stories that came out, especially after this. Like, and just how ludicrous these bands would be. You know, right, right. you're talking Kiss, Van Halen, um, Def Leppard, all these bands. So. Right. With the. So, you know, instead of Axl Rose being ready to go and come out on stage and help and save the show, apparently he comes out like an hour later and plays like two or three songs and then just leaves. So there's a, literally a fucking riot in the Montreal stadium because of this. James Hetfield cannot come back and record. They have to get somebody else to um to play to play throughout um you know throughout throughout the uh, throughout the rest of the tour, which ends in October. So it's just a big seminal moment because like Metallica and, and you know, Guns N' Roses don't like each other, and this is really why. Because, like, it's just... It, 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 it Did they like each other before this, or was there already, like, like tension because, you know... I think there was tension because of who they are. Like Axl Rose was such a diva. But also, like, if you up. if you just look at what they wore and look at how they acted, like, you know, Metallica... I'm looking at a picture of Guns N' Roses right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. <laughs> but, I mean, like... I do understand the thing. Like, like, Metallica back then, they're just wearing, you know, like, a Slayer shirt or something. Yeah, they were wearing, like, Metallica all black. And, and, like, jeans, and they're just jamming out, and they're just shredding... <laughs> meanwhile, you know, Axel Rose, yep, meanwhile, Axel Rose has the bandana on, the sunglasses at night, you know, yeah, yeah, Slash yeah. is drinking the bottle of Jack, they're going on at, you know, nine, and they were, like, legendary for, like, making people wait forever to go on, and, like, doing all these things, they were just real, like, divas, but, I mean, some of the awesomest, coolest music that you can have. Yeah. So. I mean, Yeah. So that incident kind of goes down and is on any like Metallica documentary. It's on any it's on any Guns N' Roses documentary too because it's like the one moment where if Axl Rose would have came out, if Guns N' Roses would have came out and put on like a three hour show, it would have been like a legendary like wow this thing happened and they fucking crushed it. Right. And instead they came out, or you know as the story goes from the people that were there, like they came out had like an attitude that <laughs> they were getting you know had to come out. And come out did, earlier. And come out than, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Did not at all save the day, and then left, which caused a fucking riot. So it's just one of those <laughs> things that, like, in music, man, I lore, thought Canadians were like more chill. Though, yeah, so. but you're out of you're out of fucking Guns and Roses Metallica show, though. Yeah, that must have been so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> you know? Can you imagine spending? No, a, no uh, we went to go see what do we? Uh, the Hell Omega tour. Mm-hmm. And. The one that we went to, uh, Fallout Boy, didn't play. It was someone had COVID, I think, in the band, so it was just Green Day and Weezer, which was fine because I mean, really wanted to see Green Day and Weezer, but I was, 
I felt like a little disappointed, you know, and we were kind of like, oh, maybe they'll play a lot longer. And they really played just a little bit longer. Not really as much as I felt like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking now. No, I'm I'm literally listening. I was just reading more about the riot. So when we went to that show that you're talking about, we wanted to see Fallout Boy and they didn't get to play because they got COVID. So that was sad. Well, yeah, it was sad. But like, wouldn't it have been cool if like Green Day took it over the top and played like an extra hour, you know, and they did. And I mean, they, they were awesome. And I know that they both extended, I know they extended the show a little bit. Like I'm not putting them down like, but if they came out and played three songs and were like, fuck it, like it would have been well, it's not even, insanely disappointing. It goes one step further. So there had already been a, a, a riot at another Guns N' Roses show because they had, you know, not gone on stage and not. Oh, really? Whatever. Yes. Like a year earlier in St. Louis, Missouri, there had already been another riot. So it's like, this is kind of like, they're just like, they're just do what the fuck they want. But I, I but, but the difference is it, it's, you know, you're talking about two different things because when we went to that show you know now it's 30 years later right so we had we knew they weren't going to play we knew they weren't going to play we knew fall out boy wasn't going to play from let's say one o'clock so we already knew they weren't going to take the stage so you know the one thing you don't necessarily know as an audience member we've just been to a couple other shows recently we went to a rise against show we went to an alkaline trio show and we saw them at at a house of blues venue so one of the things you don't really know when you go to a show is like how long they're allowed to actually play, like how long right. they're allowed to be out there. So if it's baked in, like we went this this show you're talking about, we went to City Field. So I don't know how many songs the Interrupters were supposed to play. They might have played an extra five minutes. I don't know how many songs Weezer was supposed to play. They might have played an extra five or ten, and Green Day might have played an extra five or ten. Yeah, and then they and it was took fun. an extra five great. or ten to set up, and then that's where you came up with the forty minutes because right. they were shut down when they were supposed to. This is like you're in an arena with no cell phone right. and there's no internet, no clue what the fuck is right. going on, and Metallica in the middle of fate, like as yeah, Faith that's of Black true. Stars, that's the guy gets hurt. No idea what's you happening. Have no clue what's happening. They yeah. don't announce anything to anybody. Apparently they didn't like. There's when, no Twitter. There wasn't enough time, or they didn't take enough time to properly like tune all the, like all the um, monitors and stuff. So allegedly, like the musicians couldn't hear themselves and stuff. So like you're having all these issues because you're trying to slap this thing together, and then Axl Rose has throat problems and walks off. So they're literally. Oh, was, oh so we had like allegedly, allegedly. Because <laughs> if you watch any of like the Metallica behind the scenes documentaries, they make it clear that they don't think that that actually happened. Well, they also have no problem saying anything that they feel about anything like they you know my you know to, to bring it back which is gonna <laughs> to bring it back as we always do to wrestling like i feel like the best part about metallica is they just have wild bret hart energy they're just like i don't i'll i anyone that's aggrieved me ever i know I will carry this thing forever and yeah they and they rightfully do. so a lot of times but they got that wild like aggrieved like i'm angry energy but yeah i think that's like i love metallica but i think sometimes it's like all right guys like yeah but you know what you know what's funny though is like, that enjoy life a little you know <laughs> you know what's funny is my three memories of metallica you know i remember watching i think it was behind the music and this is this was one of the stories about behind the music because i mean i was just too young and I, you know i'm eight years old whatever this is so nine years old like i'm not i'm not there for this this show or, or this moment or whatever mm-hmm. so i got into metallica probably when most young men do probably between like 11 and 13 or women not allowed to get young women i i don't you know you know i'm gonna be honest with you i can only speak to my experience on finding music in the (laughs) 90s i can't speak to anyone else's i have a sister that's your age and she did not get into metallica ever 
as I far as I know. the so, Black Album, that was it. Right. So, and, I mean, you know, I liked them. Did I love them? Uh, no, but I liked them a lot. Right. Yeah. And and everybody ex- explores, as we've discussed before, everybody explores and finds and, and listens to music on their own terms, especially in the 90s. So, tail end of the 90s, like, the three things I remember about Metallica is I remember, I remember the music videos in, like, 96, 97 to the Load and Reload album where they were trying to, like, break in on MTV. And I remember it was a big deal that James... Hetfield, the lead singer, had, like, shaved his hair. He had long, like, metal hair, right? So it was a big deal. They had, they all like, short-looking haircuts. Kind of like a spiky type situation. Yeah, right? yeah, like that. First. So I remember that because that was, like, a big deal. I remember my own experience listening to some of the music and being like, wow, this music really, like, you know, really gets you, like, pumped, but also, like, very dark. Like, these songs are really dark. And then I remember fucking Napster. And if you were alive in the late 90s, early 2000s, you remember Napster. So you remember that Metallica, like mm-hmm. the biggest band in the world, was like, fuck this file sharing program. Yep. Fuck Napster. And they like, any Metallica song, they like had them flagged and like you could get like the FBI was going to come uh-huh. and get you and like all this shit because they were suing Napster, which we'll get to in years from now. Yeah. But that was like that first, like, you know, that was that was peer to peer. So that was you were downloading something from someone else's computer or server or something back in the day where you know things took forever to download that is the thing i think of when i think of metallica first and that's and i understand it and i understand why they're fighting for like the musicians and all this and i also felt like they were being shitty about it i felt both ways and like i think that that's why when i think about metallica it's kind of like eh. you know you, you know you know what it ended up being especially now it ended up being at the time, you felt, or I felt, as a fan, that they were doing me a disservice. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I can't necessarily afford to have all these things. And I have this MP3 player, and like I want to listen to these different... Mut- how would I know that I want to listen to a song unless I can play it? Well, flash forward now, you have right. Spotify. Half the time, I don't even know that an album's released, or that there's new songs, or there's anything, because you have access to everything. Right. So it's almost like they knew... And had the foresight to be like, people aren't, you know, this could become this animal where people are not going to be able to, um, you know, if that's what they, they thought. I The reality was they're like, we're not getting money from this, which is true. And it's money for their work, right. which is true. Which is true. Which is copyrighted. But also, I mean, I have mixtapes downstairs that I, from the 90s, that have Metallica songs that my friends shared with me. Like, that's part of the experience. And I understand this makes it way more vast where like you're just sharing all the stuff with everybody but like and they're gonna lose some money but it's also like i don't know i can see both sides of it and obviously i think all musicians and stuff out there need to like you know be able to feed their families and like but at the same time it's like how do i know if i want to buy your album unless i listen to it well, I, I think there was multiple different things at play because i think really that late 90s with music early 2000s when this stuff started happening and you can get the music because eventually you know we're going to be here where we are now I, I don't have amazon music but amazon keeps telling me that i have all these songs available for free on amazon music or whatever <laughs> right um i had a pretty extensive itunes library because there was a time where i was putting all my songs in all my cds grabbing cds from other people to get yeah, them on, on my thing same. uh had lots of rip cds that you know we had downloaded and done and now i just have spotify so i have access to every basically everything right between spotify and youtube you can basically find anything you want you type it in you get it but at this time 
the big thing was, and you know, the pricing is still the same now, but it's like just the barrier for entry. If you wanted to go into a CD store, a CD is, you know, back then it was like $15.99, right. $16 to get a CD, which is like $30 now, I feel which like. the reality it's, was, well, I don't know. Yeah. That, but. but I mean, the reality was of getting that CD, like 10 bucks of that probably at that point was just straight up going to the record company, not even the musician. Right. So, you know, flash forward to now when you're, compl- you know, or what they were kind of complaining about, like you can understand if they're like, hey, every CD that sells, I got to say their deal was they got a dollar or even five dollars. Yeah, that means something. If now nobody's going and buying my CD and then people don't really want to go on tour to hear the songs because they don't have the CD. Right. Because now when we go see a band like we just went to see Rise Against and like they played some songs, a few songs from their new album. Like if you didn't listen to the new album, you're not going to know the new songs. So that's how you would experience it. But we could have listened to the new album at any point. I mean, we have the album. Yeah, so we we've heard it. it. I knew the songs. We, we purchased it to support them. But it's available on Spotify. Like if you didn't know and you're like, oh, this, you know, Rise Against is coming to town. I'm going to buy But it's buy also their- the difference between us being adults and being like, oh, we like this band. Like we love Rise Against and... Um, you know, you want to support them, but, you know, I don't know what we were just talking about, but there was a coffee spill situation. Coffee spill. Coffee spill. Which is, um, it's part of the risk that you take when you record. In the morning. In the morning with your first cup of coffee. But, um, I think we were talking about. uh, Rise against and purchase Yeah, like we're adults, so we say to ourselves we really like this band and we want to support them so we're going to buy their album you know but as kids you know you're just taking shit from napster chances are you're in college at least for me i was in college i remember i used to i used to turn my my laptop on and like go to napster pick like three songs Mm -hmm. i wanted to download hit the download button now my freshman year i had eight hour classes i was in art school they were these foundation art classes they were eight eight and a half hours they were brutal but I would get up, download those songs, and hope to God that those three, two or three songs would be downloaded from my Napster when I get back from, from class. I mean, it was easier to just buy the album. Like, really? But also, you're a college kid. Like, you want to put your money into beer or, like, buy new clothes or whatever it was. Um, and I think that Napster was, you know, obviously bigger with kids. So, whatever. I don't know where I'm going with this. Again, I know, it's, I, it's I early, know where you're but... going. I know where you're going with it. Because the, the idea is... <clears throat> The, you know, not, not to be whatever, but our parents, who I guess technically are the boomers, right? So that generation and the generations before, like music was an experience. You went and you bought it from a store. So you took a recommendation from someone and you bought it or someone gave you something or you heard it on the radio. That's where you heard your music. We were the people that started with that. But by the time, you know, we're in our prime purchasing power and time, you know, 20s, 30s, whatever it is, the ability to get the stuff instantly on your phone became something we have. And now the next generation just finds it and goes, oh, wow, Prince, Purple Rain. Oh, I'm going to listen to the whole album. I can listen to all of Prince songs. Oh, Prince was Prince influenced or was friends with Bowie. You know, they're friends with each other or, you know, uh, inspire each other. I'm going to go listen to all of Dave Bowie's albums. But when we were a kid, like my mom listened to David Bowie. But I was like, I don't really like that or I didn't understand that. I want to listen to something else. And then that's it. So, like, that music bounced on you. And if it bounced off, you didn't really get an opportunity to go on your own deep dive. 
And the only way you could is if you, you know, had access to the music. If you were coming from a family or people that didn't like certain music, like my dad was not, for whatever reason, just wasn't really big into listening to a lot of music, listened to a lot of like, you know, soft rock type stuff and like... Yeah. You know, but then I then I'm so I come jealous to, though. Your mom has such good taste in music. But, but my parents, I, my dad listened to listens to like elevator music and country. No offense, Dad, if you're listening. But I my love dad, you, but, but my dad went to like true. a Pink Floyd concert with my mom, and went to like a Queen concert with my mom and my aunt. Like he would go to these concerts, so like he went to the concerts. Like he was there in the building. He just didn't care about the like. So it's wild to be like, oh okay. Or wasn't he big into like the Cat soundtrack? Oh my God, he's big into like <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, and you're like, huh? But then you're also I like had that soundtrack. No. Especially now, you're like, whatever, I'm dude. Any shade. If you want to listen to it, you can listen to <laughs> it's it. It's also so, like 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we would go on car trips, and that was the big thing in like the, the eight CD changer, 10 CD changer in the Dodge Intrepid. It would just be like Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> maybe like Phil Collins, but like not like Genesis Phil Collins, just like straight up Phil Collins. And you're like, okay. And then maybe like, oh, I'm trying to think. About it. Like, it was just stuff that you just like didn't want to. And now you're like, okay. But I guess that's really the big thing about music, and that's the thing that we always circle back to, is just exploring and finding the music. So, in this case, you know, to kind of go back to where we were and talking about Metallica and our Metallica memory, I just, I don't think they were wrong about Napster. But it took 20 years to look back and go, you weren't wrong about artist rights, and you weren't wrong about you guys making money, but at the same time, like, that's how you get a new generation of people. So it's almost like... Would kids know now if they had to go back? If if, if a kid heard... Because I, I guess this is a big deal now. Which we don't know the answers yet. But we're going to get them. But in Stranger Things, a big deal is that a character in there is playing like Master of Puppets. And like Master of Puppets has something to do with like the new season. So we haven't watched the new season. Right. But the song Master of Puppets... You know, because I guess the guy, you know, the bad guy's a, you know, puppeteer, like, pulling Right, and it's the first time kids are hearing this song. Exactly. So, like, shot up to the top of the charts, like, a week or two weeks ago, or whatever it was, a month ago, because of that. I saw a meme that was basically, like, for all of you trolling all the kids these days for, you know, not hearing Master of Puppets or whatever until Stranger Things, like, you know, just look yourself in the mirror and acknowledge that the first time you heard Bohemian Rhapsody was in Wayne's World. And I'm like, 100%. 100%. Like, 100%. you only know what you know, you know? And it's just ridiculous the way that people act like their generation is just so wonderful. 100%. Like, how can anyone not know? It's, you know, so and, and, and that's what I wanted to bring this whole conversation back to was just the idea that, like, you know, this music is cyclical. Like, now yeah. people can hear Master of Puppets and Stranger Things go, this is awesome. And go down a complete Metallica deep dive mm-hmm. on Spotify, hear everything. See if it is resonates with them. on Spotify? I think, yeah. Because well, you yeah. get paid to be on Spotify, right? Yeah, yeah I, th- I, yeah, I think most of them at this point kind of are. I think there's only a few. I think it's like maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce, I think, because they're on like something else. They're on like a different, pla- I think, but I don't Who's know. Not on, there's somebody that's not on Spotify. It doesn't matter. but Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Most of the people are. But I mean, if not that, you could get, you could find it pretty easy on YouTube. And, and it's not like what we're talking about, where you literally had to hope and pray that the file you were downloading was actually what someone said it was. Because a lot of times people would do something really shitty where they'd be like, new, you know, song. <sighs> and then it's actually like, you know, Rick Roll. You got Rick. Oh, really? I've never got oh, Napster Rickroll. That's well, it great. wasn't. It wasn't actually like it was Rick, just a Rick song. Roll was just a different. That's never. Song. I don't think that ever happened to me. That happened to me quite a few times with certain things. 
No. Like, if you're trying to download, like, a movie or trying to download, like, whatever. Because that's what people did. You downloaded, like, movies. Bootleg well, on, like, on, like, Pirates Bay and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you end up getting the wrong thing. Might so. have downloaded myself a nice Adobe Suite back in the day. Well, look at you. Look at me. Being illegal. Asking for the <laughs> CD key. And it was a very long time. Admitting day. your crimes. I mean, that shit was expensive. I get it. For like our... $1,500 expensive. I was a college kid. Don't so know what you want from me. For our first episode back after our little summer break, we are going to bring back F. Mary Kill. Yes. We actually got a game. We were not called F. Mary Kill, which you, which you would say, wow, what is that? That doesn't make any it's sense. It's just a card with people. Literally just cards. A pack of cards with people's names on it. So for this game, we're not, um, we're, we're going cross platform, you know, where it doesn't matter. Men, women. We'll, we'll marry them all. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a we'll photo. We're going to take a photo of the game and we're going to be posting those as we go on our social media feed because that's something that we're trying to do. Oh, yeah. We're trying to <laughs> reach out to people. So maybe if you see Listen. some of these names, you could, uh, you know, associate and tell us what you might have You liked. know what is cool, though? And I'll just say this as a little aside. It was about a year ago that we had the idea to start doing this. We didn't start until January, but it was August that we had this idea and we started thinking about it. And, you know, I know we had a little hiatus and maybe we're not keeping up to our social media and we, you know, as well as we want to, but, but we're, old. we're, we're still here. Out. We're still doing it, you know? We're so here. hopefully by the new year, we'll have a better plan down and, uh, yeah, but, but that and- made me happy when we realized that it's been a year since we've been talking about stuff. Yeah. And we... We bought microphones. We learned how to use garage bands. We yeah. did all the things. You're very excited. I, sometimes I get excited. Okay. So we're, we're going to post these on there just so you can kind of see and play along. And that'll be kind of what we talk about when we talk about Are we going to do the same Fuck, Mary Kill? Or are we going to do... So this is how we're going to do it when we do it on the game. Okay. I'm going to lay out the three. I'm going to announce Great. them slowly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first with your list next week you go first with the list um you are going to get about a minute that's it you just got to fire off what it's going to be why it's going to be and then we're going to leave it and then hopefully as we grow over time and more people get involved um maybe we'll we'll see other people's lists none of this uh you know has to do with anything outside of uh fun and comedy. Because yeah, it's some also of these are fucking not, weird. Not 90s specific. It's just fucking Just Mary F. Mary Kill. So let's do it. So we have Jennifer Lopez. We have Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. And Luis Thero. <laughs> well, I will start. Well, what's this first card that you put out and didn't flip? Oh, okay. I mean, I'll do that. No, you don't have to. I was just curious as to what it was. Wonder Woman. Oh. I mean, the only reason I put it there is to take a okay. photo of the, all of this to kind of see what we're doing. See how it says, like, F. Mary Kill. So I thought it would be fun. So I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, get rid of Louis Darrow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to go ahead and marry the queen because I feel like there's a lot there. Um, I feel like she's extremely loyal. You're really, you're taking this in a direction I didn't foresee. I feel like she's extremely loyal. Um, I do enjoy uh, corgis. I do enjoy all those things. So I'm going to go ahead and marry the queen because I mean like if I marry the queen, like I'm kind of like a 
king sort of thing, you know? And um, I'm going to have a good time with J-Lo. And the reason why is because if mm. you try to marry J-Lo, um, I think you're probably going to end up divorced. I mean, <laughs> it's a hot take, but also... It's a hot take. Also, there's literally zero reason, in my opinion, to kill J-Lo for any... Like, she's not, she's, she's not bothering anybody. She's staying in her own lane. Right? And her lane is just J-Lo's lane. There's no reason to kill any of these people. Well, there's never a reason to kill them. I mean, sometimes you might get a card that... Um... Ooh. I like your take. I do. Okay. I do like your take. I don't... Okay. Louise Thoreau? Is that how you pronounce this? Yeah. Or is it Louis? Yeah. (laughs) Lou? We'll just call him Louis. I don't know enough about this man. Okay? Um, He's like a a documentaire? A documentarian. A a documentor. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I might marry him because... It seems like that's, like, he probably travels a lot. Okay. It seems like he's interesting. Okay. He's only 52, so, you know, he's not... Okay. Yeah. So then who are you going to sleep with? The queen? No, definitely J-Lo. I'm not sleeping with the queen. Okay. I don't want to kill the queen. I need to say that. But, but I also have seen enough of the crown. I've seen all of the crown. I've seen some documentaries on the royal family. And while I think it would be really fun to hang out with corgis and go horseback riding, I also think that it's a very sad life living in that castle. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say, while I think a year of that would be great, I don't know if I want my whole life to be that. And, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So, uh, for the first time we've played this game, we are not in consensus. We're not. That's okay. uh, That's okay. Yeah, I mean, Something listen, like- I, I like your angle. I, I see why you went there. I just... Although we agree that, you know, we would both sleep with Jennifer Lopez. That is so the I thing, think that's, yeah. that's the thing. That is the so thing. So I think we do that's agree the thing. on that. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add this week on music? No, not about music. Um, oh, yeah, I do want to talk about... I was looking at the music, and Garth Brooks came out with a Christmas album in August. If he did. You, if you think that doesn't make sense, then I don't think you understand his audience because it's August. Yeah, and you're gonna buy. You're gonna see it now. It's gonna hit the shelves, and then people are gonna start to buy it. And Maybe it's it be makes sense for, for back Christmas. Then. Maybe it makes you know sense. You know what I mean? I would think October would be end an of August. Time. No, because you release it end of August, so it's there. So, so you the can Garth save books, up money to buy your fifteen ninety nine. But you know, album. you know, no, but you know what it is is like. It's kind of, if you look at the, the release schedule, it's kind of a dead time. So then that gives you the opportunity for that to kind of swell up in September and be like, okay, because the people are going to buy a Garth Brooks Christmas album, you know, they're going to buy it. So give it to them early. Give it to them often. That's my thoughts on that. Um, I like podcasting in the morning with you. I also like podcasting in the morning with you. We're glad that you guys could come back and uh, get back with us. We only had one coffee spill, which is nice. Yeah. And And it didn't even hit the carpet. Nope. As we say, or as we want to say, anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. Bye. Bye.